Hello and welcome to the podcast and we are so excited to be recording with the incredible Simon Kivan. If you don't already know this amazing man then you're about to be educated. Simon is full of value and you are sure to take away some new knowledge from this episode. Enjoy! I can feel it there's something in the Well, in Beckett Hanlon podcast today, we have a, a very good friend of mine, Simon Gavan, who is the CEO of Laws of Attraction from London. So to start off, Simon, how did we meet? Give us an idea how we met each other. Afternoon, Drew. Um, well, we met, uh, uh, if I remember rightly, we were in the, um, oh God, the hotel, lovely hotel in Charing Cross for the AIPP conference. And... Uh, I think this is probably about seven or eight years ago, and I think I was a keynote speaker on the on a panel, and you were in the audience, and um, you uh, came up to me afterwards, and we sat down and we we chewed the cud for a good hour, didn't we? We did. What were what were we talking about basically at that time? Um, so I was talking about uh, relationships and communication and business, and you were. Um, at the beginning of your uh, Beckett Hanlon property franchise, so I think you were out there investigating and looking out and being curious about how you were going to launch and um, and kind of scale your your business. So we talked about lots of things really, from uh, being an entrepreneur to the importance of relationships, to marketing, to branding, to brand positioning, to ethics, to values, how to train. Um, yeah, we had a really good chat. Mm-hmm. And then I think I, I brought you on board for a little while to help us build the franchise, isn't that correct? You did indeed, yes. I was delighted that you got us on board to help you do a bit of research, brand positioning, um, help you really to kind of see the the future, the vision of, of, of Beckett Hanlon and to put it into some kind of structure and to get you up and running and to give, really kind of scope out your purpose, um, which was a thoroughly enjoyable uh, process. I, I learned a lot from, from you actually in that process as well. Um, and we, we did a good job, didn't we? We did. I do remember you were very motivating to me. You said, Drew, you, you have got something, but uh, you need to get it organized. You need to get it into shape. Uh, and that's where you actually came in. But from back at Hanlon, you came over to Northern Ireland, to Belfast, actually to, to my wife. You met Carl, the, the boss the, you called. The real, the real boss, yes, yes. yes. The lovely Carol. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I think you're like a son to us today rather than uh, yeah. a businessman. Okay. <laughs> that's nice. And, that's nice to hear. And that's, that's the relationship we try to have with most of our partners as well, because we, we are building the franchise, as you well know, like a family. So it's a family type business, as you know, the handling is my mother's maiden name, Beckett's my father's name. Uh, but you are an inspiration to me as well. But going on to your business as an entrepreneur, uh, what has your journey been like since you started Laws of Attraction? Um, my journey has always been about relationships, really, um, ever since I did my degree in psychology management a long time ago, now in the Leeds Trinity and All Saints. Um, I've always been fascinated with, with, with interpersonal relationships, how they fall, maintain, and why they break down sometimes. Because if you can understand why relationships break down, um, there's a better chance that you can actually make sure that they are successful. And I think that's probably what resonated with you, Drew, when we met, because as you said, you're a family man and family ethics. And that's really what business is all about. Uh, if you think about workplace relationships, they are 
they're, they're the same as, a, as, as interpersonal family relationships. And in, in, in some respects, we look for things like uh, empowerment, uh, trusted relationships that can motivate and inspire you to be the best that you can be. And that's the job of a, of a parent, really. Parents um, do, do that with their, with their kids and they try to empower and teach them so they can one day go off and, and do even better things than, than you've done. Okay. Um, so that's always been my passion and it's everything that I, I kind of consume in terms of my learning and training and development is always through the lens of relationships and how we can use these nuggets of wisdom and research and data to improve not only relationship people have with themselves, but also the, the relationships they have with their colleagues and, uh, and, and the wider business and customers, etc. And you know, as well as business today, there's always highs and there's always lows. So it's, uh, it's been able to get through those uh, not so good times. And your relationship with your company building, have you had many of those? Have you had things that you maybe just didn't go the way you wanted to plan? And what did you do to overcome that? I call it the zig and zag, Drew. It's never a straight line. It's never an <laughs> unexpected trajectory. It's like a slalom. Um, yeah. You don't always know what's going to happen, and that is that is being an entrepreneur. Um, you know, most people don't become an entrepreneur because they can't, uh, or they don't. They have no desire to deal with the uncertainties of the ups and downs, which is absolutely inevitable uh, with running a business. And it really does it. Sh it really does shape, stretch, and bend you in ways that you uh, could not imagine. And I've been, you know, I've been uh, had a, a couple of bankrupt businesses before in my past. I've always been an entrepreneur for twenty years, so I understand the the pain and heartache that that can come with running a business. But I also understand. Uh, the pleasure that you can get for and the success and the creativity that it brings. Yeah, um, I would I couldn't live without it. And your business is actually starting to really take off now, isn't that right? You were telling me I think a couple of months ago about uh, how big your business is growing now. Yeah, it is. We've been growing organically and very slowly. We we um, we basically um, do leadership training, uh, develop employee engagement, uh, brand communications, and HR audits. Um, we when we built out a technology feedback platform of Virgin Trains three years ago. And uh, since then, we've been adding in new diagnostic tools to it. And we've just been slowly but surely organically growing it. Um, and we've just got a couple of new people starting. So one's come from head of, head of HR consulting at Capita and another um, uh, guy we've got joining as well from another FTSE uh, 100 business. So it's great. We're in a really good position and we're just sort of now contemplating whether we go for a our first raise or not, or whether we just continue to build it organically. So again, you know, interesting decisions that you have to make on the uh, entrepreneurial yeah. journey. Well, one of these days we'll have the same decisions to make. Uh, I certainly believe that. Um, because you, at the very beginning, I'll never forget, you did a five-year plan for back at Handlem. And some of those things now are, are happening. And who would have thought in the middle of all that we'll have, you know, COVID-19? And who would have thought I'd be doing a, a podcast? You know, so I think the one thing I've learned from everything is that you have to be able to change and you have to go with changes. It's not to stick your, you know, to keep in the same line all the time. When things don't work, that's fine. You go on, you do something better, you try a new idea, whatever it would be. And uh, this is just the start of Back at Hanlon's podcast. And so we did three of the, in fact, four. So these is four podcasts that we're doing. Uh, but you know me as an individual, Simon, and you do know I've always said anybody in back at hand has to enjoy what they're doing. They have to have a passion for it. It's not all about money. 
It's about why you're doing it. So you introduced me to a person, uh, Simon Sinek, and the question, why? Why are we doing this? Uh, so just give your take on that why question that I try to get out to my partners. So give us your take on that. Yeah, first of all, you're absolutely right. Being an entrepreneur, you have to roll with the punches. Not just an entrepreneur, just life in general. It's uh, Stuff does change. One of my favorite uh, lines is from a film called Collateral with Tom Cruise in it. And there's a line in it which says, when shit happens, you've just got to roll with it. Yes. Um, and, and when your back's against the wall, and, this, and obviously being there and, and, and being bankrupt before, uh, it forces you to be extra creative. And it forces your thinking in, in, in different ways. So it's super important. But the most, the most important thing is that you've always got that end goal or that vision or that laws of attraction vision board, which is what we did for you right in the beginning, Drew. So you know where that end goal is yeah. and you have a bit of a strategy to get there, but that strategy must be flexible. And you've got to be able to adapt and, and as I said, ro- roll with it. Um, mm-hmm. But that vision is what keeps you alive. It's what excites you. And that's what motivates you in the day-to-day is that, that end goal or, or, or end goals because it's a journey. It's, you don't get to something and then that's it. It's a continuous journey. But I know you had a number of um, both personal and business objectives that you wanted to achieve. And I know you're yeah. well on your way to, to, to doing both of those. Um so the passion thing with Simon Sinek, um, the, 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 the why, I mean, with passion, you can pretty much achieve anything. Um, and passion comes from being excited or motivated about your, your calling. And a passion or a purpose is something that is, is greater than you, that you have an ability to, you know, to, to, to do something on a day-to-day basis that is working towards a higher, a higher gain, a bit like religion or faith. Yeah. Um, you know, it's uh, the same thing. You're work, working in, with, with a purpose and a, and a passion for a greater good of the world and humanity. I'm going to pause the, the podcast for a few seconds just to talk about passion and what my passion is and why it is in property. I remember many years ago going to New York and looking around New York uh, with my son, who actually is a musician in New York, and seeing these beautiful buildings and beautiful apartments. And I remember saying, look, Darren, I'm gonna buy one of these apartments some of these days. So I put it to test. I went across with a very good friend of mine, didn't know what I was doing. Actually, I went to a bank called Allied Irish, which is New York, and it's the only bank I would have known the name of. And I walked in and I said, look, I wanna buy this property on between Broadway and Amsterdam. I've got a certain amount of money, but I want you to lend me the rest of it. And believe it or not, they did. So I went to see the, the apartment, beautiful old building, a beautiful apartment. And that was really the start of me, bar my own personal home, of course, but buying property abroad. And it was the best thing I ever did. Then from that, then I remember selling that apartment and buying a new apartment in Chelsea. And that's a little story on its own because the passion of that was really brought through a guy you're gonna hear on the podcast very shortly called Andrew Barakas from New York because he introduced me to selling apartments in New York to people in Northern Ireland. And I remember selling six, seven different apartments. And then eventually I bought an apartment in the same block in a place called Chelsea, the Eves building in Chelsea. Beautiful apartment, totally for investment of course, but I was always interested in property. So really your passion is what really makes it work. If you're not passionate about anything, well then you won't have anything. But if you're passionate about property or about getting on in life or by being healthy or being fit, 
you have to have a passion. Mine's in property and obviously now is my passion is now building back at Hamlin and giving everybody an opportunity to find their passion. I remember being in London with you, I think it was actually maybe last year or the year before, and we went out for dinner and you said to me, we're going to go to uh, some club or some restaurant or something. And you introduced me to two or three very well-known people. So talk a wee bit about that because you're a fun guy and that's why I think you and I get on because it's not about always business, it's about enjoying yourself. So that night sticks in my mind. So just kind of tell, tell everybody today uh, how that night started and who we were with. Well, I think the essence of your of the story uh, is right that um, you know to have fun and to be happy is 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 really the absolute goal of of life and living life and to to enjoy it on a day to day basis. And you know, if you're in business, um, you know, you meet lots of wonderful people. So you also must take those opportunities, like we have, Drew, to um, have some downtime and mm-hmm. to you know relax and, and and have a bit of a laugh. Um, Oh no, you don't drink anymore. So I, I drink for you. But we we ended up um, we ended up going to Soho House in uh, in White City. It was with my friend Adol Ray, who's a comedian, and we he introduced us to another comedian, Keith Lemon, um, didn't yeah. we? Yeah, yeah, indeed. I know we were both a little bit starstruck there because yeah, he's a he's a very funny guy. Well, they're both they're both funny. So yeah. It was a, it was a good. We had a lot of free laughs that night. So it was good. A lot, of, a lot of free laughs. And what I got from that meeting, being there, these guys were very busy. They just did TV shows. They're very successful, and they were enjoying themselves as normal people. They were just being very down to earth. I mean, I was speaking to Keith Lemon. He was obviously taking a little bit of fun at me being Northern Ireland and my accent, and he was keeping it going. Uh, yeah. But. He's what you see, is what you get. That's what I've seen about this guy. He's no different on TV as he is. You, you walk into him at that party. Absolutely, and that's another important point about in business and being a leader as well is to be your authentic self, to be comfortable and confident in your own skin, to be unique, to be. It's okay to be different, and it's okay to have um, different personalities and outlooks and views on the world. Um, that's what makes this world so interesting. Mm-hmm. And actually, you know, harnessing diversity of thought and different viewpoints is, is, um, it's, um, being proven to be profoundly more, um, successful strategies are based on this, this more openness and, and diversity. So yeah, you, you, you're right. He is just gem. They are both just genuinely very funny people. <laughs> yeah, they certainly were. And I, I'm just thinking back to the five-year plan that you sat down that six years ago with me. Mm. And you mentioned, Drew, you know, you, you may have something here and I'm going to ask you to do something for me. And then I think three weeks ago, you said this word to me, which I didn't like. And that was, Drew, stop procrastinating. I said, Simon, what do you mean? He says, you told me you're going to have this book finished three years ago and still not finished. So I've good news for you. I have a lot of it complete. Uh, and you know the title is Can You See It? So hopefully by the end of this year, we'll have that. And that's basically down to yourself, kind of motivating me and pushing me and giving me ideas of how to get this done. We've got people now to help me to get it out. So you said that would be part of the franchise. It'll help to grow the franchise. And uh, well, let's see what happens from there. But I'm certainly working on it. Yeah, I mean, you have to be uh, candid to be kind uh, in business and in relationships. And, uh, you know, you tell me some home truths and I tell you some. And that's yep. what friends are for. 
Um, it's about helping to build each other's self-awareness so we can become and achieve what it is we, we need to achieve. And when you're in business, you, you have so many things often you need to focus on that it's hard to understand what to prioritize on. Um, and yeah, I, I think if you write a book, it will be, it'll be, um, amazing book really, Drew, because your purpose, going back to the purpose and, and the, um, the passion really was for me, what I took from my time with you, which I spent a lot of time in your uh, training sessions, five days I did in Northern Ireland to understand your system. Yep. Um, was that you like to help people. Um, H E L P as you often spell out. Correct. That's it. It's a very rewarding um, thing to do, uh, gratifying thing to do, and it's often reciprocated. But really, your your system you've developed, you're imparting and encapsulating your knowledge and and ideas from the years. Your transferable skills from obviously Zurich, from as a as a formidable sales exec there, uh, where you actually just followed the system. You repeated the same thing over and over and over again. Um, and you, you, you perfected and you, you did exactly what you were told. You listened and you just, you were very disciplined. Uh, but to be able to then transfer those skills and that knowledge into, um, what you're doing now, international property is, is just genius. And, um, you know, to be able to then impart that knowledge and, uh, to other um, people so they can be then empowered to go on to do their, you know, to be self-sufficient and to be their own, uh, agent. In a, mm-hmm. in a world where it's probably needed more than ever, um, that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Well, that that's the desire and that's the passion I have for partners to be able to to be uh, on their own, but not on their own with Maggot Hamlin, because we're here to help every partner. Uh, and I'm, I want to say this as well before we finish. Uh, you're a very good friend of mine, but also you're a mentor to me. So I think when... Anything happens, I normally get on the phone and say, what, do I, what can I do now? What do you think I should do? Now, I'm just a few years older than you. So sometimes you come back and ask me a couple of things. And that's what's really partnership, where you can help each other. And that's what I like about the whole, the whole business. That's what I like about this podcast, that I'm not talking to somebody who has not been there and done it. And worn the T-shirt, as they say, you have. Uh, and you have a good interest in back at Hamlin as well. And I have a good interest in your company. So... I'll let you finish whatever way you want to finish, but I want to thank you for coming on the podcast and uh, hopefully I'll be in London very shortly and we'll maybe see a few more comedians. That, that'll be great, Drew. Listen, no absolute mutual respect for you as well, my friend. Um, you know, I've learned an incredible amount from you uh, doing it. You know, your values, your ethics, your, uh, your discipline, uh, as I said, the success system and then trying very successfully into a completely different industry um, but also your values and your faith i know you're you know, you're, you're a religious guy which is great um yeah, i'm not um but that's cool you know again it takes different people to different viewpoints of the world but i know that yeah. you take a lot of the the values from from religion nobody can argue with the values of religion they are absolutely amazing and they do um act as a uh, for, for both business, interpersonal and, and business relationships. Um, so, yeah, it's been an absolute, absolute pleasure and I look forward to the next chapter. Okay, thank you very much, Simon. God bless. Bye. Cheers. Bye-bye, Drew. In this episode, as you know, Simon and I have been talking about uh, the book and uh, why, number one, why I'm writing the book, why it's taken so long to do it. So let me give you a couple of insights. Number one, the book was an idea it must have been 25 years ago. 
and uh, it was always a saying that I had when I'm talking to people, can you see it? It just was built into me. And uh, my daughter actually said, Dad, that would be a good name for a book. Can you see it? So speaking of Simon on the podcast about your goals and, you know, uh, procrastinating, he really got to me. And he said before the podcast, what about the book, Drew? Have you started it yet? And I says, well, yes, I have, but not complete. He says, come on, it's time we got this book out. So the reason why I'm writing the book really is to help people visualize and to be able to see that they can achieve anything. But you have to see it before you see it. Like the great Walt Disney, he's seen Disney World before he actually seen it and before it was built. So that's one of the reasons why sometimes you put off and you procrastinate what you should do. So I'm no different from anyone else, but now I'm definitely going to be writing this book and I look forward to uh, hopefully you all buying a, a copy. There you have it. I hope you've gained some value from this episode today. But I want to leave you with a question. What goal have you always wanted to achieve, but haven't yet? And what's stopping you from doing so? Once you figure out your mental and physical blocks, you can start making moves to step over them. Best of luck. Can you see it?